everybody. Welcome to episode 132 of Game My Mom Found. I am Mike Alberton, and who is not entertained with me tonight? Bonum Salvo, Michael K. Hughes. Ah, and that's it. <laughs> Just, <laughs> Just us two for this one. So, actually, before we get too far, I should say, we do have a Patreon now. So if you want to support this show, and if you want to vote in our monthly poll, go over to our Patreon. You will see a link in the show notes to our Patreon. And just for as little as a dollar, you can vote in our upcoming poll. This month's Patreon poll is for animated movie. We got Batman, Massive Phantasm, TMT Forever, the 2003 Turtles crossover movie, uh, Green Lantern First Flight, and the Hulk Verse movie. So you get to choose what we're going to cover next month. So go vote for as little as a dollar. You can throw your vote in on our Patreon. Okay. And uh, Mike, why don't you choose what we're what you picked for us to talk about? We are talking, I'm finally talking about 2005 Shadow of Rome for the PS2. <laughs> Was this on the on the on the season before? No. Well, yeah, I think I originally had it on, and then we took it off because it was a little long. But yeah. I've been wanting to talk about this game with anyone for years. Back when I used to watch Game Informer's replay religiously, it was like if I was ever on that show, this is the game that I would pick just because I think it'd be fun to talk about because it's pretty nuts. Oh yeah. So this game made by Capcom. Yeah, executive pr- producers in it. Fune. I can talk. <laughs> it's I, I like I had always first. I remember back in the day hearing about this game. I never got around to playing it. I never bought it for some reason. I remember picking it up. I remember holding this case and be like, "Hmm, I should pick this up." But I never did for some reason because it probably was more expensive than I wanted to pay for. I, I I never actually owned it either. This is one that a friend had that I happened to play over at his house, and he ended up selling his PS2 to get a PS four or three at some point he just gave me this game so i never actually bought it but i own it hey not a bad deal <laughs> so i mean i had always heard of this game and it wasn't until you kept talking about it and having us and you're like we need to play it i'm like and i was i was excited for it because i had seen it but i didn't really know anything about it i just knew that people always talk about how the game has a stealth mode that everybody hated yeah and that's all i really knew about it. which i don't revisit it's not as bad as i remember I prefer the stealth. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I did. So this game is broken up into, into two parts. Mainly you have the part where you play as Agrippa, which is your Roman gladiator who was a centurion, which I kept thinking of Internal Darkness every time I saw him in, his outfit, in yeah. the beginning of the game in his outfit. Pius Augustus. Mm-hmm. That's all I could think of every time. <laughs> I'm like, oh, Internal Darkness time. <laughs> and then you play... And then you play stealth mode as Robin from the Teen Titans. <laughs> Same voice, so. Because I cannot hear Scott Manville and not think that character. I didn't know what it was him until some. Well, I never seen Teen Titans until somebody pointed out to me. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, he's in everything. No, you play as a Octavianus, who's the nephew of Julius Caesar. And both of these are actually real people in history that they took. I believe it. Agrippa's I, somebody real from history, and so is Octavius. I don't know if they knew each other, but they're both figures from history that they found and they used. Ipsonis, I know that name. Agrippa. Yes, is Agrippa's father in this game. The one thing that interested me so much is I, I love history, as I've said on the show many times. And this 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 is the idea of it takes, you know, the part of history where Julius Caesar is killed, which happens in history, and that you play as the guy who is being whose father is being framed as the murderer for this for killing caesar even though anyone knows history caesar was killed by multiple people that were in the mm-hmm. senate he killed by his own people yeah time. so you see caesar i don't think you see him get stabbed he's like laying on his deathbed and vipsanius runs in and of course everyone else comes in and is like oh he did it obviously because he's holding the dagger so i mean 
<laughs> yeah, but what if you murder somebody, expect? you wouldn't be holding them. You'd be gone. Yeah. I mean, you do your business, you'd be gone. You'd be like, hey, I'm going to stick around. and I'm going to stay with the body and then let them know when they come in that, hey, he, he just got killed. Yeah. <laughs> it always works. I, I found that interesting. I, I liked how it has a it has a pretty good story. I felt <laughs> there is a story. I don't I mean, know I most. Thought... Of, I know, I know that Vipsanius is framed for the murder, and then something happens with Agrippa's mom, and she gets killed, and that kind of sets off the chain for most of the rest of the game, where Agrippa's trying to avenge his mother's death and prove his father's innocence. Except there's one little issue. <laughs> Is like because it, when it, it shows that his father killed or you know being framed or shown with the body, Agrippa is off fighting barbarians. You have a little part where he's fighting barbarians. That's supposed to be in England. The barbarians okay. that they're fighting are not anywhere near Italy. They're in England because that's what the barbarians were as a history buff. So there's no way he would have been. And he gets the news and he's back there in no time before like anything's happened. I mean, it would have taken him months to get back from Britain to Italy. He quick traveled. Maybe just you know put his hand out and. You know, yeah. put, put coins <laughs> and they're all oh, okay. I got enough for a fair. Yeah. Yeah. He pulls up the map and just throws a dagger at it, and that's that's how he gets to the next place, <laughs> like you do in this game. Oh, and, and, and that's all I could like. That kind of hit me. I'm like, well, but okay. I mean, I, again, it wasn't. It's something that only like me would catch or someone who knows history. Otherwise, you wouldn't catch it. Nope. Sure wouldn't. Because it makes it seem like it's northern Italy. I think is. I think they even say it's northern Italy, but the barbarians were not northern Italy. They were in Britain. Do they? Do they say this on all these unskippable cutscenes until you've seen them once? No, they don't say it except for the fact that I know history. This game has like, unskippable cutscenes, and they're quite long at times. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I I played this game with safety. I'm going to put that yeah, out. Yeah, I played on the emulator too. And did you have the same audio issue I had, where it cuts out every other second of audio? No, audio was fine. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then when I got to the last arena, I was doing like this high pitched noise. So. I'm sure it's just my computer. I had no issues at all. Technically. Yeah, it ran pretty good otherwise. Yeah, I mean, it was for me, it ran perfectly. But like, I, I like that first level where you're out in North, wherever the hell you are fighting the barbarians and like you're sneaking around and all again, all I can think of because he's in the whole centurion gear. And I'm just like, Colonel Darkness, bias. I guess this where's where's the cube? <laughs> where's the cube? <laughs> Before Same that, it, it plops you into an arena battle and you don't know what's going on. Oh, yeah, you just go in. It's like, like no, no tutorial. Yeah. Well, I mean, it kind of gives you little pop-ups. It's like a circle to talk to people and then the attacks and whatnot. But it just kind of throws you into the action of like, this is what's in store for you if you get past all this slow stuff at the beginning. It's just pure carnage. I was really surprised when it first does that. <laughs> I was not expecting that. I was really confused. I'm like, because all of a sudden I'm in the arena, like you said, and then you're in, then you're fighting the barbarians. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah, it's like throws you backwards into the story like writers love to do. Yeah, because it says like a couple weeks earlier mm-hmm. or something. And this is where also like they say when you're fighting, because at one point you're fighting the people it even tells you you have to kill them and it even says like, oh, don't worry, they're all criminals. <laughs> yeah, but it's a room full of people with their arms broken and it's just here you go. Have fun. And for as much as I don't like violence and gore and stuff, there's just something about this game that kind of makes me giddy. Like, even after I beat it earlier, I went back and did the first mission again, and it's just, it's such a blast. <laughs> well, probably was more fun in one sense, because you knew what you were doing. Yeah. Because this game doesn't explain a whole lot to you at first, I feel. Yeah. And it's okay. definitely at its best when it's just pure action. In my opinion. I... Sounds like you're different. 
Yeah, no, I I really enjoyed the parts when you like you're you're going through like the a uh, mission area, like when you're trying when you fight the barbarians, and you're kind of just running through their fort and you're just killing guy here, you're going through a room, kill a few guys, you know. And I like that more than the whole gladiator combat, personally. Yeah, I mean, it, it feels like they they wanted to make two games, or they wanted to make one game, but they couldn't make it long enough, so they filled it out with just a bunch of arena missions. Yeah. The game's at least like 70% just go into this arena and kill these people or whatever variation there is of oh, it. Oh, yeah. 100%. It's definitely mostly arena. Like the the, the British part, I'm, I'm going to keep saying British, but it's not that long. It's maybe like a 20 minute part at most. And I just liked it because then you fight a boss, which is a giant barbarian who ends up playing a part a little bit later, which I, I like that throwing. Like I knew it was going to happen because you spare his life. And he's like, kill me, kill me, honor. And then he leaves him like, oh, that's going to come back to bite him. Yeah. Again, this is why I bought Rice because I played this part and I went and bought Rice on a Rome for both of us because <laughs> this is what Rice on a Rome is like. You'll see at some point, I'm sure. I, I like the way how the story jumps back and forth a lot. You know, I thought that was very cool how you had that little flashback and then you still, I mean, even before you go back to the Coliseum, you have a few parts that kind of show what led him to going to the Coliseum. You have the part where he ends up, where he meets up with Octavius because Octavius heard that his mother is, I think his mother. I mean, he didn't hear his mother yet was in prison. He heard that his father was guilt was, you know, being framed for the murder or being, you know, accused of the murder. And then he goes to go see Agrippa. And then they go to the prison to go talk to his father, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, they uh, they front load the game with like three or four of the Octavianus stealth parts. Is that many? It's quite a few. Feels like they just want to get you accustomed to it before they switch you back over. So you don't forget the next time they come around. I like the Octavius stealth parts, though, a lot. They're all right. It's not Metal Gear by any means, but... No, it's nowhere near as good. It, but there was something about them that I enjoyed. I, I think it was just me. <laughs> so Octavius is a character that he, he his automatic things, all he does is he just run. And in, if you can, the thing about him is he can't be seen or the alert, the guards one hit, you're dead and you have no way to really defend yourself for the most part, other than running and trying to hide. And that works out real well sometimes. And the guards have the hilarious lines like, do you have any idea what you just did? It's <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. I love it. <sighs> little Capcom voice acting. Yeah, Capcom's well known for their great voice acting, you know, in, in, in this time. Like the other thing about Octavius, you get you get costumes, but if you you can go get different people's outfits, like you can knock out a guard, take his out, take his armor, but you have to hold down L one, otherwise you'll cause issues. Because yeah, you start cause... running, they'll come after you immediately. <laughs> <laughs> or if they see you carrying a tool, I found that out the hard way. I don't like Hitman, but you can't actually attack like Agent Forty Seven. Oh God, you're you're uh, you have to sneak up behind the guard and hit him over the head with a like a pot. Uh huh. Or you can and choke they, them with a rope. And if they see you first, then they do this weird head swivel like they're birds <laughs> trying to suss you out. <laughs> I always thought it was funny when I was in costume and I'm walking by the guy's like, excuse me, excuse me. I just keep walking. You go, huh, that was weird. And then walk away. <laughs> oh, yeah, because they'll, they'll stop you and give you a little dialogue tree and you have to, like, basically talk your way out of the situation. But if you just keep walking, they don't come after you. <laughs> That's what Fair I did. Enough. I just didn't stop. They're not bright. Like if they're chasing you, you just hide behind a pillar. Sometimes they'll just stop where they are until the little meter drains and then turn around, and walk away. Yeah. They're like the, the Skyrim guards to get shot in the face with an arrow and be like, oh, must be the wind. 
But I mean, that's where most of the, I feel like most of the story that is throughout this game is all towards from Octavius's point of view because he's running around. He's the one that's trying to figure out the murder and he's following different senators and trying to figure out like who did what. And he, that's where all, most of the story is given to you in the game. These in these calm parts where you're just walking around and trying to figure out stuff and not get caught and people get pissed <laughs> off apparently, but I enjoyed it. So we are, uh, we are already to the point in the game where I stopped paying attention to the story because that's not what I was here for. I really like the story. Just I don't like, know who the hell was who when they keep talking about different characters. Oh yeah. Cause there are a lot of characters. Yeah. I mean, all I knew is that Caesar died and Antonia said he, he was supposed to be Caesar's heir. So he took over and then they were going to execute, Agrippa, the main character's father, but one of the senators or whoever the hell he was made a deal that we'll have a whole tournament and that the winner of the tournament then will be the will be the executioner. So it prolongs him getting killed, which essentially was for his way to buy more time to investigate what happened to Caesar. Hmm. Okay. It, it, you don't find that out to the very, very end, but as you progress through all Octavius of different chapters, you keep finding different people from the Senate. The people who all were involved with the killing of Caesar all are getting killed themselves. I mean, you don't know who's killing them. Liquid Snake shows up and says a lot of stuff, but I couldn't even tell you what that character was before I looked at this wiki. That was apparently Brutus. So <laughs> it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I mean, it, it's no one's playing. I mean, I played this for the story, but most people aren't playing this for the story. You're playing it yeah. just for the action. I actually had more fun when I was Octavius and I was running around and I was searching for things and I was being sneaky. One, I had save state. So if I screwed up, I just reloaded and it wasn't an issue anymore. <laughs> Yeah, like, I I really think that I beat this game way back in the day. I, I remember way late in the game. I don't remember all of it, but I don't know how I beat this game legit because it's it gets rough even on normal. And there are three difficulties. We play on the easiest one. Yeah. So it must get just nuts later on. And, like, there's hard mode and then there's extreme, which I can't even remember what or I couldn't even imagine what that is. Yeah, I, I can't either. That's got to be terrible. Okay, so it's after you sneak around Octavius, I think then you have the first scene where Agrippa, because he finds out his mother's going to be executed, he runs to, like, the town hall area, let's say, and that's when he tries to save his mother, and his mother gets killed by this guy that you see throughout the game. Dean Kane. <laughs> he's got the Superman curl. He's He just looks like Superman. I mean, once I saw him, you see he has, like, a lion for a sh- on one of his shoulder blades for his armor, and I'm like, well, this guy's going to be around for a while. Uh-huh. And, and this, he's the one that kills your mother because they were going to burn her at the they were going to burn her at the stake. This is either a testament to how little I spend attention or how little the game tells you who people are. I thought this was Antonius for the for most of the game until I got to the boss fight versus character late in the game. Like, oh, that's a different guy. Uh, they explain this, it because uh, you see the fake and you see the fake Julius Caesar or Walking Phoenix as as he should be called Antonius throughout this game, like here and there but not a whole lot he's just up above talking he's in the different parts like he doesn't ever interact with you this is the only guy that interacts with you at first uh decius i guess yeah he's this is like one of those fights where you can't win when you start it like you have to just (laughs) boy can you not he he straight up kicks your ass oh he's powerful as hell he doesn't even he just has like these weird like gloves that have like claws in them that beat the shit out yeah he's got vega claws there's even a vega reference when you fight him later on I think you just have to, like, just outlast the fight long enough because you can't hurt him. Oh, no. It's just, even if he drains your health far enough, it'll just stop. Oh, okay. it's like uh, it's like vile Mega Man X. 
Always reminds me how when I had Game Genie, I couldn't see the end of that fight. <laughs> okay. And then this is, he kills his mother. Then this girl saves you, which her name's Claudia. She plays a big part throughout the story. Mm-hmm. I like Claudia a lot. Yeah, she's all right. She's the one that rescues. She comes in a carriage all and just runs in, saves you. But in the part that I found interesting is how like nobody recognizes you later on. Like you came in this place, you fought with a general, caused all these issues, and yet nobody recognizes you later on in the game <laughs> for a long time. Claudia feels like she was supposed to be the third playable playable character, and she just got cut. Mm. Yeah, you got a point. I could see she's, that. She's kind of an actiony badass, and it it feels like yeah, she was meant to be playable. Okay, so it's after this part is when you go to the prison then to go find his father. Oh, okay. You break into the prison to talk to his father. Not to rescue him, but just to talk to him. Yeah, because you play through as Octavianus, and then when you get to him, then uh, Agrippa comes in and you fight your way out. I enjoyed this. Like I enjoyed the parts of the game where it wasn't in an arena and you were just fighting. And this is about an hour into the game. You haven't done any arena stuff except for the original little fake tutorial thing. Uh Uh-huh. And I think that's interesting that this is not really what most of the game, most of the, most of the guts of this game is the arena yet. You don't get to it for over an hour. Uh-huh. I'm watching a walkthrough so I can kind of time it, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, over an hour and a half before he's in the arena in chapter two, like that's a, and this game, if you looked at the back of the case, like everything about this game was the gladiator battle. Uh-huh. I find that interesting how it, it does that. I, I did. So the whole reason why you end up in, as a gladiator is because you're like, okay, I want to go infiltrate the enemy, essentially, and if I become a gladiator and I win all these tournaments, I'll be the guy that's supposed to assassinate my father so I can then kill all the guards and stop them? I guess. <laughs> is the logic here? He's going to piece it together later. <laughs> like, my idea is, like, if you got there and all of a sudden you're holding the axe and you decide not to behead the guy, they do have things called bows and arrows. Oh, boy, do they. I mean... Things. <laughs> well, think we'll about get into that later. If you know, like, this is real, okay, this is my plan, I'm gonna get there, now I'm gonna, I'm not gonna kill him, I'm gonna kill them, they would just shoot you with a bow and arrow at the end of it. You see, if he, he didn't th- survive that long. He's thinking it's gonna be like that scene for Batman Begins, where Bruce is supposed to kill that guy, and he sets the <laughs> building on fire. Okay. <laughs> and, and then it's Claudia's brother, which I kept laughing at the name throughout the entire game. He looks like a pirate, because he is a pirate, but his name is Sextus. Yep, his name is Sextus. I don't understand. He kind of looks like Gambit. Looks like Louis from Resident Evil 4 also. Oh, uh, yeah. It's another Capcom game. Yeah. I, that's, I didn't even know Sexus is a pirate, but my whole thing is, like, I guess he owns a arena or he owns, like, a training ground of gladiators, so he just owns a bunch of criminals, I guess, or something. Because, mm. like, you work for him because Claudia is his... That's Claudia's brother, but she's not really her brother because uh-huh. his sister died and he found her when she was an orphan and called her sister is what you find out later. Yeah. That part I caught that they weren't actually siblings. Not. Nah, I mean, it's not. It's unimportant. The whole thing is just that you go work for him, and he just and he pretty much just disguises you as a gladiator, and then you start fighting in tournaments. Uh huh. And the game gets fun. And this is when you get the first tutorial of the gladiator before you go to the first arena, where he makes you kill people. <laughs> <laughs> and man, there are a lot of people to kill in very brutal ways. So this game is broken up. In, I think it's what four different arenas I put down. There's four different chapters, so maybe yes. But you're only in the first place. You're in the city arena, which is like like the the basic one that you start off in. So it, it shows you moving across Italy in the different cities and stuff. Yeah, I know. There's the desert one. Yeah, that's Africa. That's that's that was interesting. But this game actually did a good job of mixing up gladiator battles, which I was surprised at. 
Yeah, there's a lot of variation to them. They're not all good, like the statue <laughs> team battle ones. Holy oh, crap. That's terrible. So it's two teams of three. It's you and two AI, which are glorified button holders because they don't fight at all. They can. Sure didn't for me. They did for me. It just wasn't very good. And you have to go to three or four cage statues. Someone has to pull the switch and the other person has to destroy them. But then your the red team is trying to destroy your stuff, too. And my AI, I don't know what was up with them, but I couldn't get them to do anything but hold a switch. And it was always the first one they came across. So usually I'd have to, like, break the arms of the opponents just so they couldn't do anything. And then I could go destroy all my stuff. Because if you kill the enemies, they just keep respawning. Uh-huh. So you can't kill them. You have to just de-arm them. That's the, the, the strategy. The last one, I got lucky because they, they apparently bugged out somewhere. They just stopped destroying statues, so that's They can't do the last one. <laughs> so, like, the second, there's, like, because the, the game breaks up, we'll talk about the team battles first, there's four team battles. The first one was god-awful in itself, I didn't really know what I was doing, because you're supposed to, like, tell a certain guy to follow you, I guess, and then there are certain guys that will, like, one little guy will always bug you, so you have to just kind of de-arm him so he stops bugging you. <laughs> oh, those little enemies are a pain in the ass. Uh-huh. They're hard to hit, and... As you go through these different ones, one, I had a terrible time with the second one where I got lucky to finish it. But the one that you're talking about, the last one that you do, there's a statue in the bottom part of this arena where you have to throw rocks at it. Well, the AI can't throw rocks at it. <laughs> they don't know how for some reason. they There's one to throw rocks. There's two to throw rocks at, and they can't figure it out that my guide was saying, like, don't worry about this one. Like, just do what you got to do. You got as long as you beat the time. They'll never do it. They can't hit. They can't throw. <laughs> they don't know how. So they'll hit the switch and they opened up, but they just didn't know how to hit it. And they just left it alone and bugged me instead. <laughs> wow. But they are the worst. They made me want to. I tried to, I tried to cheat in this game because of the team battle. Because I was getting so frustrated with the team battle. Yeah, that's understandable. Because it's like normally you're all things you're fighting. But the team battle, you have to literally avoid enemies, run to your statue, and maybe fight the one guy that's bugging you. And, try, and that's what you kind of try to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the one guy will split off and come and attack you. And the other two will go around and take care of the statues. But my third guy sure wouldn't go around and attack people. He just stood at the front. Like, I'm going to hang out here. Come come get me whenever. He's <sighs> got some issues. It, it, that was the worst of the of all the arena stuff was the team battles. Oh, easily. I, I, I enjoyed the battle royales where it's just you're in a you're in a big room with a bunch of people and just kill everybody. Uh-huh. I think that was when they're at their best or it's just pure carnage. It's just except, everyone attacks everyone. Except for when they don't track each other and go straight for you. Yeah, Sometimes like there are they, other ones that it, it's just you versus everyone. Yeah, later on when you get like you get more famous, like like when the early ones you do is you and they're they're fighting each other, but they're mostly after you. But they'll but later on you're you're the only target. Even when it says battle royale, they're they're lying. It's all <laughs> you. I think my favorite ones are the siege ones, where it you're basically going through a gauntlet of traps and rooms and stuff, and taking people out and trying to get to the end to fight the boss. But they'll like throw big castle gates at you that you have to destroy and stuff. You play with catapults. Those were fun. Yeah. <laughs> I did enjoy the sieges. I, I also enjoyed like the whole idea of this game is that as you fight people, you're supposed to try to do like different combos or different attacks. Like, you know, one thing that for some reason that they love, the audience loves to see you do is they love to see you go behind a guy, grab him and throw him. Yeah. The human catapult, <laughs> which is the same animation from dead rising, by the way, for the suplex. Yep. Yep. So I kept doing it and like trying to spin it to aim where I threw him, but that's from Dead Rising. That's not this. <laughs> <laughs> but you, 
but you so the whole point is you're trying to earn Salvel where you make the audience happy with you for your murders. They throw down new weapons or health because you'll lose a lot of health and they'll throw down food. You can eat food and regain your health. Unfortunately, the enemies can too and they'll take your food. Yeah, I think there's like 280 something of them. There are a lot of different salvos, a lot of different tactics and wow. weird stuff you can do. It's crazy. That's counting the the cherry ones too, which we'll talk okay. about. We'll, we'll get there. I... <laughs> which is a uh, cherry. Cherry races is a bullet point on the back of the box, and there's only four races all together in the game. Yeah, like all really bunched gosh. together. They're okay. I, I enjoyed them, but I I just enjoyed like the different one thing I always thought was interesting when you cut off somebody's arm and they keep fighting you. <laughs> or there were some people like cut off like arms. both their arms. <laughs> like some of the female uh, characters that you fight and they were trying to kick me. I'm like, if I'm missing both my arms, I wouldn't be trying to kick anybody. Yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> I guess they're trying to get revenge. So I, I want one thing I want to bring up is like as you finish the first arena, with kind of you know you get in the hang of the game. This is when you fight your first boss fight, which is Barca, the guy that you fought earlier when you were playing Rise Son of Rome, and then you fight again in the arena where he recognizes, "Oh, you're a gladiator now." Mm-hmm. This is a bitch of a fight. <laughs> I had a hard yeah. time with it because he he kept. I ran out of weapons at one point, and the audience I couldn't do anything get the audience excited. They weren't throwing down any new weapons, and he was just grabbing pillars and trying to hit me with pillars. Yeah, and there's like rocks all around, but you can't really throw them. You can only throw them for part of the fight, and then he just starts catching them and throwing them back at you. <laughs> yeah, he did that to me too. <laughs> I mean, there's also a huge random factor in the game of what weapons he, what weapons they'll throw, and if you're not quick enough, enemies can pick up your weapons and take them. Mm-hmm. Even if you get the the audience favor and they throw down some of the bigger weapons, a lot of times they'll throw them behind you, and then the enemy gets to them before you can kind of figure out where they are. Yeah, you can steal weapons from enemies, but if you go up to them and you hit X when you're unarmed, you can grab it and pull it away from them and use it. <laughs> I love doing that. <laughs> Me too. That was fun. Yeah. I, th- I think it's when they're when they're blocking with it, if you run up and hit X, it'll do the, the struggle thing and you kind of jerk it away oh, from them. You don't have to block. I never blocked. I just ran up and hit X. No, I think it's when they block. Oh, okay. Okay, that makes sense. And it is also in this part when you kill, when you feed the the barbarian that you didn't kill in the first place. This is when he has the whole line of, are you not entertained? Because he thinks he's a gladiator. Of course. Which makes sense, because this gladiator was, what, early 2000s? Uh, I think so. Russell Crowe is in it, so it would have been somewhere around there. 2000. But there actually are, like, because of the era, there's, like, three different gladiator games I can think of off the top of my head. This, Gladius, and uh, Vengeance, <laughs> something made by Acclaim. Oh. If they waited just a few more years, they could have thrown a 300 reference in there, too. Yeah, they would have. Well, they would have. <laughs> it, like, I, like you said, I, I didn't enjoy the siege battles. I hated the team battles. I didn't. I mean, they do. They do try to mix up things. What I thought was kind of cool, like the battles do change. And as you finish like about six rounds in, in a in an arena, you switch to a different arena. And I don't think the second. What was the second arena? Because each arena is always finished with a boss fight. The second arena is when you go to, I guess what's called the Northern Arena. So you're in Northern Italy. It just looks darker and bleaker for some reason. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> so, There's more pillars. What did you think of the host when you had to go rescue hostages? Uh, they weren't bad because typically the enemies were more focused on me than they were them. So I would just take out a bunch of enemies, get to a point where it's kind of clear, and then hightail it out with the hostage. A lot of times I didn't even go for the keys, especially in the last one. <laughs> I didn't women? bother trying to get the keys. I just destroyed the cage myself. It does a little damage to the hostage, but it was easier than getting enemies. 
the one with the women was so hard for me because I got two of the women, but then I ran out of weapons. And there's this last woman I had. You had to you had to open the cage, and she runs with you. But if she gets hit or if she gets cornered or some stuff happens, she'll start screaming and run away, and then she'll get on her hands and knees and just hide or just lay uh-huh. to stand there and get killed. And I had to like reload and and do all these different little things with save states in order to get the enemy just to do the right things. I could get her in the right spot to get her out of there. You can run terrible. up to them and hit circle when they do that to get them to follow you again. Oh, I did, but they kept hitting her. <laughs> I couldn't get them off of me, and I didn't have any weapons, and I couldn't I couldn't get any weapon because I didn't have any meteor from Solvol, so I couldn't get weapons thrown to give me to help me fight. Uh huh. It was just terrible. I had to literally, I literally only won out of just sheer luck. That whole that whole last arena is is just a pain in the ass. Every single one of them. But. And also, one thing, a key thing we haven't mentioned yet is weapons break in this game. Oh, yeah. Yeah. More uh, Dead Rising precursors. Or Breath of the Wild. <laughs> it didn't bother me in this game that weapons broke because the enemy's weapons break too, and you get so many weapons. Like, you, mm-hmm. usually, if you don't have any weapons, the game will just throw weapons out there just because, or weapons will just spawn. Something will happen just so that way you can keep playing. Yeah. And there's a pretty good variety too. It's not just swords and maces. You get like. Flails and bows and daggers, spears. Yes, <laughs> I didn't the find halberds. out near the end that the whole thing. Like I thought the daggers were useless, but the daggers are actually really good. If you because you stun people throughout the game, you're supposed to use a dagger, go behind them, you can just slit their. Uh huh. Yep. I didn't know that. Or the big guys, you like run it down their spine, and somehow they can still walk around after that. Hmm. I never did that. I didn't like the when you fight big guys. That just remind me of Goliath. They like, weren't every... too bad, other than. It's harder to stun them because they're bigger and they'll just like shoulder ram you or just yeah. give you a big haymaker and knock you out. I hated the little flea men that bounce around. They were they were the worst enemies in the game. Like also, like one thing I thought was interesting with the weapons is like if you have like a halberd or something, you can you hold down X for the charge attack. You can pretty much just cut people's arms off and legs off and stuff. Maybe <laughs> not legs, but arms and head and bodies oh. in half. <laughs> yeah, you cut. So those are some of my favorite salvos are so you cut a body in half and it like sprays a blood kill bill style and it's called the red volcano (laughs) and the one that i'll always remember is when you use a maul or just basically any kind of blunt weapon and you the super attack the charge attack and hit them on the head to kill them and their head explodes and they call it a juicy tomato (laughs) it's so morbidly hilarious it's so violent though i was surprised (laughs) how violent this game is Oh yeah, it's it's real bad. And like I said, I I normally hate that kind of stuff, and there's just something about this game in particular that uh, it just makes me giddy. Yeah, and I I was surprised that you, especially for playing this, I'm like, why did you pick such a violent game? Like if you have maces and you and you hit people the right way, or you get enough hits on them, sometimes you just hit them right in the head and just blow up their head. Yeah, that's juicy tomato. Okay, I did that sometimes. <laughs> that was hard. You can I don't also like either. Cut off their head to get the guillotine salvo, and then grab their head and do a appeal to the crowd. <laughs> it's called heads up. I never did that. <laughs> I never used arms or he- if I knocked off any arms, I just left them there. I never. I tried fighting them once and it broke like immediately. Yeah, they're they're pretty weak. Well, you get sense. the the Something. flesh attack salvo, which I'm surprised they didn't go the Mighty Python reference and call it a flesh wound. Yeah, that does surprise me with this game a little bit. I mean, this game has traps, too, throughout the game that they'll have in some of the gladiatorial missions that you do that they hurt the enemies, too. Like, you have presses that you can knock down to crush people, which I always enjoy those. Those things are good. And you get two people at the same time, they call it a double impression. (laughs) (laughs) I never did get two people. 
but, I, but there's like the fire fun. pits. Like I like it as you fill up the solvometer, and then you have to you go and hit you hold you hit X and and square, and then he'll do the whole like you're are you not amused? And lift his arms up, and people. That's when you get a lot of weapon thrown for you. He says yeah, <laughs> and then the same guy in the crowd because it's just the same sound soundbite over and over. Use this. <laughs> oh yeah, they never change it. In. <laughs> uh, another thing, another one of the matches they had that I didn't mind terribly were they're called uh, I forget what they're called exactly, but it's you versus a rival where you both are in a room with an endless amount of enemies and you have to get a amount of solvable points. Plus, you have to kill more enemies than your than the other guy does. Yeah, there's only a couple of those. Two or three. I did enjoy them a lot. I failed the first time I won them because I just could not get enough solvable. The I, the second one is pretty hard because it's first one the bigger enemies and that's the one that has a bunch of the the presses. I abuse the hell out of those things. Same. I what I would the strategy for that is just follow your rival and just kill what they hurt in that <laughs> second one. That's what I did, and it worked because you can't kill your rival, but you can trap them underneath the presses and and slow them down. <laughs> the first time I did that one, I tied at the end, and of course, you tie, you lose. Which yeah, is, which is annoying in this game. Or if you don't get enough solvable, you lose, and you get game over. Mm-hmm. Which is just it kicks you back to the. I think it just kicks you back to the dungeon, and you. Select it again to start yep. over. Yeah, you just go back into the room because every right before you, every round you go into, you'll be in like the the prison area waiting. And another thing that I thought was also interesting that, that this game does is that you have these six rounds that you're going to in these different arenas. You can talk to the people that are around you, the other gladiators. I never did, but you can. And and then throughout that is also when they sprinkle all these different stealth parts, which we don't really need to talk about too much with. But there's lots and lots of stealth in this game. But they're all so. The same thing. The stealth is fine as long as you're not going for 100% because there are coins littered all over Octavianus's maps. There's also a gold coin on a... I always thought you had to take out all the guards to get, but I guess it's just on a random guard. No, it's on particular guards, I think. I don't know. Maybe it's just always the last one I did back in the day. Yeah, because per my guy, it it always would say which person had it, so they knew who had it. There you go. How many coin? What are the coins even for in this game? Like, I, you can buy stuff. I heard, but I never did throughout the entire playthrough. Yeah, there's one map in particular. It's just like uh, rows shops, and you can buy stuff, and they just go into Octavianus's little broom. That's it. And then if you buy everything, you unlock the chameleon costume, which is a big foam chameleon suit that he wears. And when you lean up against a wall, he turns invisible, kind of like Metal Gear Solid Four. I actually didn't know how to lean. I had to I had to watch a video to see that you could lean in one part and then look up the controls to figure out how to press triangle to lean. <laughs> I couldn't figure it out. It's, I, so the stealth is really just the same thing over and over again for the most part. One scene that kind of stuck out with me that made me laugh is that there's one part later on in your stealth scenes where you have to fight a guy who or not fight a guy. But you have to get into a room and the guards won't move and there's flour and honey. You have to take honey and drop the honey so the guards run and slip on the honey and that's how you take out like three of the four guards in the room and then the final guard i had to throw a flower in his face and then hit him over the head with a jar yeah, that was one i had to defer to the guide too because i couldn't find any other way to do it i don't know how you would do that normally because the guards are set up in pairs of two and then the guy blocking the door who doesn't move so like there's really no way to kite one of them away to take care of them because they'll they'll react to any sound and uh-huh. usually if you alert one you alert both or all of them you alert everybody whenever they see you and they call out they everyone will right, come right. running towards you i mean like when you whistle 
usually you're going to get a couple of them. It's yeah. not just one, unless it's like, one guy by himself. There was one scene where I had to take a rat, throw a rat at a maid, so the maid ran, and I had to grab the guard and choke him out before the, he ran after the maid. <laughs> they they definitely the mix it up. I liked it. I actually really enjoyed the stuff. I got happy whenever it and I was always sad whenever I had to do an arena fight. If it controlled a little better, I think it would have been fine. But it's it's definitely not as bad as I remember it. It's just that the arenas were hard for me a lot of times because there's, there's always like it wasn't just kill everybody. There's always different requirements. Mm-hmm. So it made it more difficult and made me not want to do it as much. The first couple arenas aren't bad difficulty wise, except for the the team ones like we talked about. But yeah, those are that last one, at least, is <laughs> we'll get there. I want to talk about the Raven Lady boss, which is in the second arena, Arcanus. One. Her, so you, you go into arena, you fight a bunch of people. And after you beat people, Claudia joins you, which is this NBC that will fight with you. The good thing she's in she can't die, which is nice. She can get hurt, but she can't die. Yeah. And you fight this woman who looks like she's from a Dark Souls game. And she has like cl- her feet are like like curved claws and she jumps around. She jumps on pillars and you have to shoot the pillars that with a cat with a catapult to break them. So she doesn't she can't jump on them anymore. And she's shooting arrows at you and vultures are dropping bombs at you and you're fighting vultures. <laughs> She feels she like looks, she could have been in a Metal Gear game. Looks like a, a Soul Calibur character. Okay, I'll take it. I had a really hard time with her. This is where the catapults are fun, because anytime you connect a catapult boulder with an enemy, especially knocking her off a pillar, is super satisfying. Oh yeah, and she takes a lot of damage too. Uh-huh. <laughs> I couldn't hit her, and then after I finally took out all the pillars, and, I was, and she's just shooting at me with a bow and arrow and running from me, at one point, I had a the only weapon I had around me was a big two handed weapon. So she's running around at the speed of sound, and I'm sitting here dragging my big weapon trying to get her. Uh huh. Because of course it, she moves slower with big weapons. It it was a pain in the ass, and this is also where the game really like a lot of bosses. They give them like they'll have a health bar, and they'll have like a times number at the end of the bar because you have multiple uh, bars just because. Yeah. And it's too much. It, it shouldn't. They have way too much health in this game, uh-huh. and it's annoying. So I wonder if they get more more bars in the higher difficulties. Oh, I'm sure they do. This is that this is the era after all. Uh-huh. I, I had a really like I could not have believed beating this boss without safe states. I don't know how the hell I would have done it. Because she gave me such a hard time. I definitely got up through this part legit, but yeah, I don't I don't know. Did you have a hard time with her this time? Not terribly. Because I, I tried to use the catapults as much as possible, which Connecting with the birds is always fun, too. <laughs> but she likes to throw those, those fire bombs at you, so yeah, a lot of times it'll block you from using them. That does a lot of damage to you if you get hit by that stuff. Yeah. Fire will... He gets dazed and he gets burned, like losing health. You can lose a lot of health when you're on fire. <laughs> it's bad. But at least this game is will always give you weapons. If you run out of weapons, any arena battle, you will get weapons one way or the other. People They will spawn, or people will mm-hmm. throw them. Because you can still hit... Square and triangle or square and X and ask for help, even though if you don't have any solve, sometimes they'll, if you're hurt, they'll throw you food. Go here, use like you said, use this, yeah. and they'll give you food. Throw you a wedge of cheese. There was one time I'm like, stop throwing me cheese and bread and just throw me a damn sword because <laughs> I didn't care. I was in low health. I'm like, I got safe states. I'm fine. Just give me a damn weapon. Yeah, I think it's bread, cheese, and then meat is the order of amount they restore. Yeah, meat's the best one, and of course, unlike weapons, you can't just keep holding them when you get hit. With food, you immediately drop it, regardless. Yes. <laughs> Which is annoying. Usually just long enough for uh, enemies to come up and take it from you. And it's after you, I think it's after you finish this arena, this is when they start realizing 
that Agrippa is still alive, I think. Or either it's either after the first arena or this arena, they realize that Agrippa's alive. And Agrippa was the one whose father's in prison. And Antonius and Brutus, who are the main villains of this game, are the are are trying to get him killed in the arenas, and they're sending these special bosses after him. <laughs> it is a Metal Gear game. Yeah, because they're all like a uh, Brutus isn't, but the the Raven Lady, and then we're gonna talk about like the chariot boss. They're all and oh, the boss. Yeah. They're all part of the same group Don't of these special killers. So this is then you go to Circus Maximus, which is the arena, which is the chariot. I really enjoy these chariots, even though they're really simple. You just ride in a chariot and go in a race. I really had fun. So normally in the game, when it forces racing on you, I'm like, oh, come on. But this game, even though it's a race, just flat out killing everyone is still a viable option. And that's how I won every single race. Oh, you just rode up and just killed them all. Oh, yeah, I just kill everybody. The first one, I, I think we got a, a lap and a half done and they were all gone already. <laughs> OK, I never I didn't kill people that much. I would kill some, but I usually would try to win the races because I just I thought that I would lose if I killed people yeah. for some reason. I lost once. I didn't know why, but I think I broke a wheel. Oh, yeah, that'll happen. But I always the thing I was I thought was amusing during these races is where you get weapons. A little slave guy will come out and he'll have his weapon and you can run him over, but you won't get your weapon. You have to run next to him and grab the weapon from him. Yeah, but I, I didn't actually see him get run over until I was fighting the boss, and I was trying to get the weapon, and he pushed me out of the way and ran the guy over. It's like, you, what a dick! I, I like the fact that you can kill that you can just kill them though. I thought that was a cool touch. And each race is like a little different. Like they start closing off the races, and so that that was interesting. But it's cool. There's a couple different weapons. You get you get a whip or a big mm-hmm. spear to take yeah, out get the a, racers. Like a full on trident. You get different weapons here than you uh-huh. get in the, the actual battles. Oh, and you can run a chariot into a wall and kill them that way too. I found out. <laughs> I was one time I was fighting somebody, and I and there was a wall, and we're and we're going at, we're going at, we're going at, and I had, and he couldn't get past me. He just ran right into the wall and just died. <laughs> I'm like, yes, this is awesome. There's a there's a whole group of salvos that are just for the chariot races, and one of them is called Fender Bender for forcing the opponent's chariot into a wall. I got that once, and you can like it's cool when they die too, because the chariot will keep going. You'll just see the chariot with a dead guy. Yeah, the, horse just, the horse is just pulling the, the empty cart, which makes sense. <laughs> and I think they can also get killed by their own. The other people too can kill them also because they're all fighting each other. Mm-hmm. They're not just all. I mean, mainly you have to do it, but it's nice that it's there that you can just kill everyone. You don't have to actually win. I mean, I won all the races, just about. I think I maybe killed everyone in one or two, but I mostly <laughs> tried to win the races, which are hard if you don't kill everyone. Yeah, for for killing everyone, you get the genocide salvo, <laughs> which I, I love a couple times. <laughs> I think it was like I think it happened like once or twice. Definitely, I think it happened twice, but it wasn't on purpose. It was just people kept giving me issues, and I just killed them because they were in my way. Because <laughs> if you get close to your chariot, you can you know destroy you can destroy your chariot because the wheels would get damaged. Mm-hmm. Like and that's like with the boss fight in this area, he felt like a Metal Gear villain again. Yeah, he's he's just he's Don Flamenco or Vega or something. He's that. Stereotypical Spanish guy with the rose and the mask and <sighs> what is his name? I know I wrote it down. His name is Nars Nars <laughs> Sure, but he's also he's the one that when you fight him, he actually has like the blades on his chariot on his chariot. And this is also when they're really trying to kill you. Like Decius is trying to get you killed. Like the whole point is to kill you. I'm gonna go with Narclistes. Okay. <laughs> That's probably more accurate, but eh. he he's an asshole. Like the first time, like the first lap that I fought him, I didn't even fight him. I just because you actually have to kill him. You can't beat him in the race. You have to finish him because you can't. If you win the race, you just lose anyway. Because you're able to kill him. And you like I, my guy told me, don't fight him until the second time you went through and you get a harpoon, and then take him out or a trident. Oh, yeah. One of the longer weapons. 
My problem with him is he would get so far ahead of me and just throw firebombs at me. And I couldn't get up to him sometimes. I had a I had some issues. And the first time I, I did, I fought him, I lost because he broke my chariot. Because when you're trying to hit him, you're going to end up busting your own wheel. So you're going to be taking your chariot. And there's no chariot health. You just see the wheels get worse and worse as time progresses. Yeah, they get a little wobbly. I would have liked a health bar for the chariot. Yeah. And you can't heal in this, which is not terrible. Like I never, even when I didn't really, I wasn't sure. You're supposed to block when you're fighting, but I didn't bother to block. I just ran up and hit people endlessly. Oh, yeah. I didn't block either. I never thought Oh, and the guy it. has a rose whip, too, because he thinks he's uh, Yoko Kurama from uh, Yu Yu Hakusho. Okay. Somebody got that reference. I'm pretty sure yeah, it's Kurama. So, Rose Red from Mega Man X5? I never played X5. So I don't know what you're talking about. You are not missing out. It's going to happen one of these days once I finally put X3 in the show. And we work our way up there. <laughs> it's it's the the chariot was a nice change of pace to help me get more into like I did all these in like in one sitting almost and I was like okay this it made me more into the game. Yeah, it like I said earlier, it's really just four races and they're all back to back. I think you might have an Octavia in this part in between one of them, but in every arena you do about two or three rounds and then you go to Octavius and he runs around and does something and then you jump back and do the rest of the arenas. Yeah, and this is when he sees everyone he's been following keeps getting killed. So this is when you go to the Africa arena, or the desert arena, as they call it, but you're essentially in Africa. This is where I think the game has a big jump in difficulty, too. Yeah, it's, it's was, definitely where it starts going up. There's one arena where you had to kill so many people, and I ran out of weapons again, but they were fire traps. So I would just kept luring people in these traps, kept lighting them on fire. <laughs> I love the fire traps, because the, the ones in the sand pits are fun, because you can usually just trick people into them. But there's one later on where they're just like, in the pathways where they're bottlenecked, the people have to run over them, and the AI is just too dumb to not. So I would just stand on the switch, wait for them to come over, and set them on fire. <laughs> over and over. And another thing that we haven't talked about that this game likes to do is you have levels where you fight tigers in an arena oh, match. Yeah, the animals suck. All the animals. Tigers are a bitch to fight. It turns out tigers can tigers. take a lot of punishment. Yeah, they really did, too. And they don't drop weapons either when you kill them, so it's a little annoying too. I I didn't like like I didn't like fighting animals at all, and I I hated the boss fight in the in this arena in the desert arena. This is I think another one of the fights that is really it's way too difficult and it's way too long without a checkpoint yeah, for modern. Like if it so you fight an elephant that's got armored things on its legs, and then after you beat it, you got to fight the little. Why did I want to call him a fetish? Oh, that's a Diablo. I wanted to call him a fetish. That's what they call him in those. But uh, the little flea man guy on his back. But even before that, you have like tigers and vultures spawning. And, or is that? And that's a different that fight. Up? Yeah, I'm mixing that up with the later one. And this one is just you fight a giant elephant. The problem is, is that like you were saying, his armor on his on his legs. You have to take out the armor first. But he can if he hits you, like he hits you with a charge, he takes out half your health. Mm-hmm. And the elephant itself has three bars of health. To, de- to deal with, plus, if you're supposed to take out, like, the back legs, he can kick you with his back leg, he can hit you with his tail, and he can fart on you, too. <laughs> I did not see that. <laughs> I saw the fart one. He hit me with the tail, too, one. The worst part is that the little guy is throwing Molotovs at you the whole time, and, like, fire is apparently Agrippa's weakness, because fire is a bitch in this game. And We'll talk about the fire bows a little bit later. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> and... and- like I was like, because I went through three health bars of the elephant, I'm like, okay, game, don't make me fight the midget on top. Don't make me fight mm-hmm. the midget on top. And then all of a sudden he jumps off the elephant. I'm like, okay, this is too much in one fight with no, like if I was playing legit with no checkpoints, 
and you're getting health, sure, like health will be thrown to you, but still, I mean, this guy can kill you in like two hits. Yeah. It, I mean, again, I know it's 2005, so that's part of it, but that really turned me off of the game. Like, it, it would have turned me off if I was playing this game legit. Yeah. I, I don't I, think I ever would have got past this elephant. I have no idea how I did it, but the, he was, the, at least the, the small guy was the first time that I was abusing save states in the way that you love to do is <laughs> hit, save, hit, save, hit, save. I had to for this game. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like the midget has two health bars, too, and he's... He's quick. It, oh, God, it took me a while of watching his attacks to figure out you had to let him do his combo, hit him once, and run. Like, you literally couldn't do a combo. You had to tap him once and run. And I uh-huh. that, to me, was ridiculous. It was just like, I should be able to do more than one hit, but you literally... You, could, you didn't have time to do very many hits because he would just counter so quickly. It's rough. He's, he, was, he was so hard to fight, too. Mm-hmm. And he's very fast, and his moves alter, and he's got a lot of got some da- bad combos, and oh, he's got brains for being a little guy too. Uh-huh. He can jump. He lunges at you. I mean, it was cool though. I mean, I can't, how many games can you say you fight a freaking elephant? But yeah, not many. And you get a sal- you get a salvo for throwing a weapon at an animal, and it's called fetch this. <laughs> <laughs> I did get that sometimes. They got real creative with their salvo name. And this is when you then come to the last arena, which is the Great Arena, I think it is, which is supposed to be essentially the big Colosseum in Rome. Man, this is this is the difficult great arena. fight. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like the first one, this is what you're talking about. You fight two tigers and then you have an elephant and then vultures and then two more tigers spawn too after you did that. Ugh, yeah. And elephants, this one doesn't have any armor, but it takes a freaking beating to take out this elephant. Mm-hmm. It. I mean, I cheated, so I didn't really care as much, but I'm like, my God, this was just long. Yeah, this is definitely one where I was having to, I wouldn't say I was abusing save states, like I would save and then I would try to make progress before I saved again, but the tigers would get you and you could be fighting them and they get swooped by a vulture and they stun lock you and oh, the stun lock is real in this game. Uh-huh. At, least, at least you can stun the enemies too. True. But you're only one person when they're all attacking you and you're getting hit from every which way. Like I had multiple times where I was just stuck between two enemies and died. Did you ever get grabbed by a tiger or they eat your leg? <laughs> that was terrible. I didn't I never saw it long. I saw him like reload <laughs> like because he took a lot of damage. Yeah, it, was, it was it's rough. Well, I mean, part of like why it's so bad in the great arena, because they're trying to kill you completely. Like, this mm-hmm. is no longer fun and games for them. This is they need to get rid of you as far as. As far as they know, they they uh, they succeeded multiple times, but I guess they don't know that. But yeah, I died I mean, a lot. They are watching. I don't know. They just they, they the game did a decent job. I felt of actually trying to th- switch up the arenas battles. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they did feel pretty different. I mean, other than I hated the team battles and having to break the flags, most stuff felt pretty different. And there are two boss fights with Octavius. Even though like I said before he dies in one hit, like there's one boss fight you literally have to just hit these four ropes. And dodge arrows in another fight oh, with yeah. like light these two big fat bandits on fire and they jump in the water. Yeah, the only times he can pick up a torch, which is another of Agrippa's weapons, but it doesn't really do anything. Oh, god, it's useless. <laughs> it just kind of like knocks him back just a little bit. I thought it was cool to give a, a give him some boss fights. I mean, they're real simple; he doesn't do a whole lot, but I thought it was cool. I like that rope, the rope bridge, and it, it drops the bridge and hits the the little ledge that these two <laughs> archers are standing on, kills them into the pit. Yeah. I think they'd be smarter than that. Yeah, well. I mean, you... I don't know what the hell's going on in my house. (laughs) There was a dog running back and forth the tail behind the lake. Okay, so, as you go through the great arena, 
it does a couple of things. Like the last one of the last rounds, like we were talking about before you had the siege one. I really enjoyed one of the last ones where you had to like get to a a boss fight, which is just like a regular person, but the guy that's talking to you and tells you what's going on, like in the great room, like, I don't need to tell you anything. You're the best. I'm like, <laughs> I like your advice though. Another one. I think it's the last statue one. Where he's like, uh, is there something else I supposed to talk to tell you? And one of the options is, I don't know. You're the one telling me. <laughs> <laughs> I also like, it was fun when I took a catapult and I hit a guy in the face with a catapult rock. That was always fun. Oh yeah. Good stuff. I think you went and hit the boss with the the one the the bird lady. I think it's called sniper shot or something, something like that. I did it once. Oh, and there is one mission that I, I that is very close to the end that gave me a lot of trouble that I want to talk about. So there's one area you come in, and I'm going to describe this. So this arena has four little five towers, four small towers with a guy on top of each tower, a time limit ticking down, and a main yeah. tower you have to get to the top of. And there's a guy up there, and I'm like, okay, who? I don't care about these guys. I'm just gonna because you're supposed to kill all the enemies that keep spawning out of the, out of these two doors on, on the bottom. This and is the, uh, this is the one where one of the the women that spawns will have a wooden sword. Yes, you have to the take the wooden sword. Kill. Oh man, it wasn't even that for me. Like I feel like the the random when they spawn. Oh, it's it is random. Like my guide first told me, just wait till the last two minutes and she'll spawn. Well, if you don't kill anyone, she doesn't spawn if you don't kill the people that are coming out of the gates, I found out. I, I got down to 15 seconds left, and I was killing people, and then she spawned, and I didn't have nearly enough time. So I went back to my, my previous quick save, and it was like two minutes left, and she spawned right away. So I don't know. It's supposed what, to be the last two minutes. Oh, man, it's... But yeah, it's rough. And the problem is that the moment you grab that sword, everyone that's been up above is no longer up above. They all get into the fight because they're trying to get the wooden sword. And I and I and you have to climb ladders. But the problem is when you're climbing a ladder in this game and somebody hits you, you fall down. So I kept doing this and I, I had to like literally keep reloading my save state until I got it just right where I was able to get up the ladder and make it to the top. It took me forever running around in circles trying to distract them. Because again, <laughs> I don't have any weapons either. All my weapons are broken and I'm just carrying this wooden sword trying to do what I'm supposed to do. And oh, it was terrible. And I did it. It's kind of impressive that the PS2 could have so many enemies on at one point and at one time because there are a bunch. You just keep killing them, they keep spawning. There's a whole mix of all different sizes of human. You don't find any animals, thank God. <laughs> but they spawn the flea man, they spawn the big guys, and the normal sized bastards that kept running up and stealing my, my big weapons from me. So, do you think these flea men, after they got done with this game, went to go work at Dracula's Castle? It's the ones that are still in one piece. I feel like these <laughs> these are the ones that like Dracula rejected. He's like, no, you gotta go. You gotta go to the Gladiator Arena. <laughs> and 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 then is after you do this this arena fight. That's when you like when you you fight the final boss of the arenas, which is the guy who killed your mother. You fight Ooh. him in a giant cage. Real quick, this is a good time to talk about the fire bows. Okay, because they are a pain in the ass. So the fire bows will uh, basically knock you out of whatever you're trying to do. Like, you're charging up attacking, they hit you, it'll knock you back. And, uh, goddamn, do they love these bows. There's yes, one of the siege ones, I think it's just before this, where there are a bunch of the, the women enemies, and they're running from bush to bush. Uh-huh. This one that's at night, you know what I'm talking about? Yep, it's not a siege, <laughs> but it's right before that. It's I forget yeah. what it's called, but it's some, you have to go okay, in yeah. each different room and kill these people. Right. It's bad. Like, I don't know. Yeah, it's rough. <laughs> I hate these things. And, like, they have pinpoint accuracy in those damn bows. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to block them with shield that you get throughout sometimes, but it doesn't yeah. work very well. Shields aren't great. No, and they break. Yeah. 
quite handily. I didn't use them very. I usually didn't even bother carrying them. I just if I saw them, I'm like that's nice. I'll just I don't give a shit. I'd rather have a dagger or meat or something. Usually food, yeah. I didn't know what the daggers could do until way late in the game. Oh, you can also throw roses at enemies that do nothing. Yeah. Yeah, there's first salvos. It was stupid. Like thorns of a rose, and then the boss fight that you're about to talk about, when he stops to to pray to the crowd, you can hit him, and it's called Stop and Smell the Roses. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I like this. I mean, this is an interesting fight to me, because one, you fight in a giant cage I thought was cool, but he is a... He's a boss that you cannot hit him head on. He has, he's the same boss that killed your mother earlier. So you finally get in that revenge fight, which you, you, anyone who's a gamer knew this was coming. And to me, this felt like this is the end of the game before I, yeah. even though I knew there was more of the game because I had a guy and I'm like, uh, this is the end of the game. You're fighting the guy who killed your mother. You're going to kill him. Then midway through the fight, a big cutscene happens where Antonius admits he killed Julius Caesar. And it was all, uh, of, you know, this is what they did. And this guy was part of it. And it gives you all that, all that happens. And then you kill Decius finally after you fight him twice. Then you then you fight Antonius, and the game doesn't end. This is part of why I wasn't sure that I actually beat the game because I thought the whole game until I got to this point that Decius was the final boss. So it, then it, I fought and beat him, and I was like, "Oh, I guess we're still going." Yeah, it, it kind of surprised you. But throughout one thing we hadn't mentioned throughout the games on the cutscenes, you see these these two twins talking to. Uh, Sextus, which is the guy that runs the gladiator arena that you're working for, and then they talk about how they're supposed to kill Octavius or something, and they look like they're from, like, Egyptian, I would say. Yeah. Their, their clothes, which is, again, I think they're supposed to be in the sequel that we never got. Yeah, oh, yeah, because they're the, the stinger that we'll talk about later, but they okay, are this the, is... the resident creepy twins. They're younger, and they talk in unison because that's the cool thing to do. And this is when you first see them talking to Augustus, which there's a whole scene where one of the senators that you were following throughout the game off and on as Octavius ends up capturing Octavius, dresses him up as Julius Caesar and acts like he and says he was supposed to be Caesar's person, you know, person. It's so stupid. It goes on entirely too long. And then it's like this person and it's pointing towards the camera. So you can't see who they're talking about. It's like he's the, the rightful heir to Julius Caesar. And they yeah. just draw it on, draw it on. I'm just like. It's Octavianus. It's Octavianus. It's Octavianus. And then they even try to say it's Caesar <laughs> is still alive. And then finally you see Octavius. Then you fight Antonius, who is the who is the emperor at the time, who took over after Caesar, who's been in this game a couple times, but not really. Like, he's never really done much. Mm-hmm. Because you've seen him, you saw him take over, but he, has, he hasn't been causing any problems. Like, Decius, the guy with the claws that murdered your mother, I mean, that, to me, felt like that should have been the final. He's the guy that, you know, wronged you in the beginning of the game, and then all of a sudden now you're killing the emperor instead. Who didn't really wrong you. <laughs> you get a couple of cage matches. Yeah, and, both, both Decius and Antonius are in this weird cage for some reason. Yeah, I guess I don't know why. I mean, I guess they just wanted to finish out the arena, and they both have way too much health. They both have three full health bars. Oh yeah, yeah, it's bad. And you can't hit them unless you're countering them after they finish their combo. You cannot hit them otherwise. But uh, this is what I was talking about earlier. When you break off Decius's claws, you get the Vega connection salvo because <laughs> for the Street Fighter shout out. Yeah, <laughs> it's just cool. I you can also use his claws, but they're just daggers. They don't work very well for you. Yeah, they're not great for a boss fight. No, he he's he's tough too. Both both these fights are tough. Yeah, they're I, they're rough. And I like how enemies can lose their weapons too and have to pick up new weapons. Also, just like you do, the bosses mm-hmm. are not are the same. I, I do yeah, like that touch. Because Antonio, he kind of gives you a run for his money for your money until you break his sword, and then he's a uh, he's a lot easier. Yeah, you can just kind of beat him up with whatever. Again, this is one of those situations where I ran out of weapons, 
And I had to just hope they would. And they kept throwing me food. I'm like, stop throwing me food. Give me a damn weapon. I can fight. You can't disarm them. You can't disarm the bosses. I found out. I tried. You cannot. Oh, yeah, I bet. I like well, DCS because whole... he'll he'll like kind of lunge at you and his claws can get stuck in the statues that are holding weapons. Okay, I never did that. I just ran in circles. <laughs> and it's sometimes sometimes that's the best idea. And after you beat Antonius, when the game should have ended, it feels like an ending. This is when you see Sextus, the pirate guy that you were working for, lit the, ci- the city of Rome was on fire, and all of a sudden these guards in black soldiers are attacking Rome. Don't know who the hell they are, and you're now running in the city streets. Yeah, this part's kind of cool. I I wanted more of this. Like, I would have liked the game to be more of the... Again, that's why I bought Rise on a Rome, because Rise on a Rome was kind of like this. Except more combo-heavy, and you'll see. But someday. And I, I enjoyed that. I, I, don't, I don't know who these guards were supposed to be. I don't know what nation they were from. They ever say, like, who the hell they're working for? It just seems like they're with Sextus, so I just can assume they're, like, pirates of some sort. Okay. And, and full armor. And this is when you get to the worst boss fight for me in the entire game. <laughs> Zito and Guido. Yeah, that you have not seen at any point during the game. They just show up to be a boss. At least you have Claudia with you. But you get into this. So there are two like tall guys with spears who fight in unison. And Sometimes. They did a lot for me. And they just do not die. God, they have a lot of health. Yeah, I think they just have three. Yes. But they... They split up quite a bit on for me, but you, they'd like gather together to do their whirlwind attacks or whatever. They can like when the fight first starts off, if you're stupid and so the way the fight is, you have three different like lanes. You have the center lane and two side lanes. Every time you start the fight, they go together. And if you're standing where you, you spawn in the in the in the front lane, they'll just run you down if you don't move and run for your life. Is this a MOBA? That's what it felt like. <laughs> it was I had a really hard time fighting them. It took me a long time to even get through even one of them. Did you get your hand on it, on their spears at all? Yeah, and they would just break on me. But oh, yeah. that, sounded, that sounded dirtier than I meant it to, but... <laughs> I did get their spears, but they don't look human. They look like they're some kind of, like, monsters or something. Yeah, they're they're little... They're a little odd. Which is the first time in this game you have any kind of mythical element. I mean, nothing's ever... You know, they're not mythical, I guess, but they just seem like they were undead or something to me. They seem different. Yeah, I assume they're supposed to be African something or others, but I don't yeah, know. they can also spit at you too. I found out they can go, they jump up and vomit at you. <laughs> what? I didn't see that. Gross. Yeah. Oh, I had just such a hard time with them. And if you break their spears, you take their spear, they go run and go get new ones. <laughs> That's how you get more weapons too, is Claudia just runs off out, out the little doorway and brings you back a weapon. But you can't. And a lot of times she won't drop it for a few minutes because she's getting hit by these assholes. Oh, they were. I mean, for me, they kept getting together, too. They were always together and they are such a formidable force when they're together. Yeah, I don't know how the hell anybody would have done this. I mean, of course, people did, but I couldn't I could have never done this legit. Yeah, this is about the part where I I don't remember the rest of the game until the final boss. That's weird. I wonder if you must have did it at some point, but if you I remember guess. the final boss, it's it was weird. bad. And, and then right after you fight them, you have a small part where you're running around through some sewers and on a, on a pier, and then you fight Sextus, finally. Claudia gets punched in the gut, and that she's taken all these sword swipes, gotten smacked in the face, fought two guys with spears, one punch in the gut, and she's out. That's it. <laughs> By her brother. I, this fight was kind of fun. So he has two swords, and he, like, he fights very quickly, and you just have to wait out his combos. And I, I didn't have a... I, I cheated, of course, but I didn't have a... This fight was nowhere near as terrible as the, as the, two, as the two twins. Of the last, like... Let's see, you fight... Decius, you fight Antonius twice, you fight Guido and Zito, and then you fight Sexus. And I think of those five, 
Sexus was the one that gave me the most trouble. Oh, okay. I didn't have huge problem with Sexus. Yeah, blocking on my stuff and his weapons don't break like all the other ones. No, you 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 can't he you can't hit him. You have to wait till his combo finishes and then smack him. Right, which I was doing, but like he would dodge and then hit me anyway. I didn't have that much problem with him actually. I didn't have problems with the twins, so I guess it kind of evens out. Okay, I mean, yeah, the twins <laughs> are terrible for me. This guy just I would just move around and I made it work. I also came into this fight with a really good weapon to start the fight just so I could take some damage off. But again, he has three health bars. And that's the one issue with this game is that everyone has too many health bars for uh-huh. no reason. Well, again, I know why, but it, just give him two health bars at most. Like, make the, you know, there's no need. Feels like a beat him up. Yeah, they want my quarters. And then you you kill Sectus, I guess. And then he tells you what's going on or something. This is when you this is then you end up on a bunch of like flaming ships or something shortly after this. This part was cool. Oh, the God of War level. Yeah, when all you're you're fighting <laughs> Tony's fleet of ships, I don't know who the hell, where the hell these ships come from. Who he's they never say who he's working with. It, it must be another country that's so, yeah. that's trying to overtake Rome. Is how I took it. I was thinking Egypt because Egypt was another powerhouse at, at this time in history. So Egypt would make sense, and the girls look very Egyptian, and they're wearing Egyptian type clothing. They don't look Egyptian because they're white, and Egypt is not white. But their 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 clothing makes them look Egyptian or Jap. Yeah, Egyptian. Yeah, they got like the the soldiers have like that black armor. It looks kind of ceramic. That's kind of kind of Egyptian-y. I go with that. Yeah, that's what I'm assuming because there aren't a whole. I mean, there aren't a huge amount of powerhouses in this time of history that would be that would be there fighting Italy. There's only a few because England, they're all barbarians at this point. I mean, they're strong fighters, but they're not. They're staying in their area, like they're in what's what's now England and stuff like that. They're not going to be attacking Italy. I know way too much sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> you don't you don't have any other greater power in Europe at this time, I, if I remember correctly, other than Rome, because Rome controls everything. I mean, you did have the God, I think it might have been the God, there's the, uh, the Persians. You had Persia, but this doesn't look like a Persian fleet to me. So I don't, I don't know, but it doesn't matter. But yeah, I, I wish they would have told me who they who these armies are other than just his army. Maybe it is Persia. Maybe they were going for Persia. This Persia would have made sense. They just need the dagger of time then. They could have won. <laughs> You fight Persia in that game? And you're the Prince of Persia. Oh, good. good point. Ah. <laughs> wow. I should have known that better. I was like, my brain's like, what? <laughs> it's been too long. Been way too long since I played that series. I, I enjoyed the flaming ships. I enjoyed all this. And then you finally, as you jump from ship to ship, I just avoid enemies after a while. You finally get to your final fight with Antonius, which I like, but he has too many health. He has five health bars. The most that any boss has had this game. Mm-hmm. I mean, he has the final boss, so I'll give him that. And it's just a long fight of just hitting him and then saving. <laughs> There's a lot of that, and he has a giant sword that doesn't really break, and he just keep. At least he, there are a lot like it tells like before he does the dash attack, he goes about, "I'm gonna get you," and then he dashes at you or something. Yeah. There's a lot of the bigger weapons around the arena too, so I was just getting the spears. And Which is nice. The, yeah, they took off a good like fifth of his health, and they keep respawning. Yeah. Because you, you're, there's no crowd anymore, so no one's throwing you weapons or food. They have to just respawn. Yeah, in Sexus's fight, they kind of the crates that they're in just kind of appear. Yeah, like you respawn. turn around and then turn back, and they're there. Mm-hmm. I didn't complain. I'm like, if I didn't have enough weapons, I wouldn't make it through this game because weapons break so easily that you need more weapons all the time. It's just an annoying fight because he'll jump up and throw fire bombs at you, and he's got to run back and forth, and then. He'll do like a really powerful charge dash attack at you if you aren't running back and forth when he jumps off. But it wasn't cool. Like, I mean, hey, not often I get to play a game where I fight, you know, a Roman emperor on a boat, on a flaming boat. Yeah. And then you, you get the 
the flaming mace is one of the items that spawns there. That thing's pretty cool. Okay, I don't think I. Yeah, I, me- I remember the flaming ball and chain a few times I got, but yeah. it never worked well. Because I would just spin it, and they would just stand outside my range and watch me spin it. <laughs> there was one time I got one, and I couldn't do the super attacks. It wouldn't let me do the charge thing, so it's basically useless, because all you can do is spin it like you are saying. And yeah, just... and it's, it's not very good. Yeah. And then, I guess, we're kind of at the end of the game. Octavius is is becoming Julius Caesar's, you know, replacement, because that's what Julius Caesar wanted. And, of course, we're going to listen to the dead guy. And then Antonius dies, and... Claudia Barry Sextus. She suddenly has sympathy for the brother that tried to sell everyone out and punched her in the gut. Yeah, and she took off her hat. She's no longer wearing her white hat. <laughs> I don't know why. Like, she has a hat the entire game. She takes it off at the end of the game. I don't get that. Yeah, I don't know. So what's, you said there's a stinger at the end of this game, then. Yeah, so after the credits, you hear the, the creepy twins. They say, we must inform the great one that it's the end of the beginning. And that's it. So they definitely had the sequel in mind, but obviously that turned into Dead Rising. So so you're telling me it's like Mr. President and then the game ends? Yeah, basically. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> I mean, like in Metal Gear Solid, if you stay all the way to the end, the last thing you hear is, yes, Mr. President. Yeah. Ocelot. Mm-hmm. Expositing for half of a phone call. It is Ocelot. All right. And that, I think, anything else you want to say about Shadow Realm before we go to my so, few questions? We forgot to talk about the worst part of Octavianus's levels is when you have to go down to get, was it the basement key from the the place where they keep the tigers? Oh, yeah. I want to talk about this. Room is a bitch. <laughs> I had no problem with this, except like I got the I got the torch and I, I, I hit the I hit the tiger. I got to a part like you run through this whole area of these tigers. And at the end, when I was I grabbed my key and I was trying to go back and I'm crouching against the wall, hiding against these, moving past these boxes. The tigers were chasing me out here. Smash. And they break a box and I move past it. Smash. They break another box. I'm like, oh shit, oh <laughs> shit. They were trying to get to me, but luckily I made it just in time and ran for the door. So I think part of the problem is I had no patience because you have to like keep swiping the torches to drive them back. Mm-hmm. But if, you, if you stop, they'll, they're going to eat you. Yeah. Or if you just try to run for it, like I was doing. But <laughs> I finally made it the first time. And I go to lock the key. And he's like, I need the basement key to get this. I'm like, I didn't grab the key out of the cage. <laughs> so I had to do it again. God okay, that's kind of funny. Pain in the ass. I blame. I, I feel like that's your fault. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. And uh, beyond that, <laughs> I just wanted to, to read. I wanted to read off a few more uh, salvos that are pretty great. Sure. There's blast off or tossing an enemy from a high place with human catapult. <laughs> Self-explanatory. Fresh ham for throwing a severed arm or head into the crowd. Ah, I never did that. <laughs> and uh, oh, man, this one I've never done, but I had to read it. Called meat pudding. You get 1500 salvo points for it. It's cut off an enemy's arms, head and then slice their torso in two. All in one go. <laughs> that's just that's wild. Yeah, the, the salvos are pretty great. And then after you, I think it's after you beat it, there's like the master list where you can see all the ones you've gotten and all the ones that you've missed, which I, I still had a lot that I didn't get. Because there are ones right. that are specific to boss fights. Like there's one for Baraka for throwing a boulder at him. And then when he catches it, you run up and take the weapon he dropped. Wow. Like, can't remember. Now, as soon as the game said credits, I just turned it off. I had no, I was just done. I'm like, oh, I beat it. Yay, we're done. Okay, turn this game off and let's get out of here. Oh, that one's called the old switcheroo, which is great. That's kind of cool. <laughs> okay. I was just so done with the game at this point, I guess. I mean, I enjoyed it, but I, so it took me about like nine or 10 hours to finish this game. 
Mine said 15, but I know I left it on multiple times just running. Okay. So it's not I accurate. Not. I mean, how long to beat says 17 hours, but it's a grueling. Like, however long it takes, it's grueling. It is not a fun or, like, I mean, it's a fun, but it's not a relaxing or experience. Yeah, I, I have stuff to say on that, but I'll just save it for self for box. Okay. All right. I think that's everything we said. I think we should go to questions, comments, or memories. I have a couple. And I, when, I, when I mean a couple, I mean literally a couple. So. <laughs> Let me see what I got. I posted in five different groups. First group, uh, I watched the entire Overblood Super Replay. I got two. First one from Zach Zek. What is after the giant elephant fight? I never got past that part. I don't blame you. <laughs> Safe days, buddy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't think. He, I, I, yeah, no, I mean, otherwise, I, I would never have seen past that game. But it's cool. There's a lot of cool parts past that terrible boss fight. And also from Zach Zek. I love the gladiator fights, though. I wish the game got a sequel or remaster. Well, it almost got a sequel. <laughs> yeah, this is I feel like I've said this so many times in the show that as much as Capcom loves to make unnecessary sequels, there are just so many great franchises that they just died. I mean, it's Capcom. They were making so much and this game didn't this game did not sell well at all. Yeah, they had to make Dark Void and Dark Void Zero. Dark Void has a sequel. It's the, the like, 8-bit side game, but still, that it got two games, and this one got one, so I'm still salty about it. I've never even heard of Dark Void Zero before. Yeah, it's straight up like an NES game. Which but it's not an I, NES game. No. Therefore, it's more interesting. You'd still hate it, though, because it's NES style. Yeah, okay, you're right. It doesn't look, I'm just looking at it right <laughs> now. I'm, I'm good. I do want to play Dark Void someday, though. I never <laughs> played jet, Dark Void. The jetpack game. I own it, but I never played it. All right, and then from the PlayStation 1 and 2 collector's modding technical discussion, I got one comment from Zortis. I really enjoyed this game back in the day. The fights are amazing, and you can even cut and then pick up several limbs. Yep. The, downs- <laughs> the downside are Caesar's grandson missions. Some of the Solid Snake wannabe sections are terrible and turn me down a lot. I wish they could add Agrippa to a future fighting game. He's worthy. Oh, that'd be cool. Put him in that put him Street Fighter, Capcom. And from the last group that I have comments from, from the official Laser Time community, from Dave Heen, I always wanted to, but time passed and I never got to it. Can't wait to hear the episode. Well, hey, it's up when you're hearing this. I've already listened to it by the time you're hearing this. (laughs) From Chris Buhar, it was so weird that at the same time, Capcom and LucasArts had two Gladiator-based games. I want to talk about this before we go to Shelf Stacker Box. So I briefly mentioned earlier that there was another game. The one he's mentioned is called Gladius. Which I own. I bought instead of buying Personal Shadow Xbox. Run. It's PS2, Xbox, and I think GameCube. Yeah, I've seen this cover before. It is a te- it is a strategy RPG. What? <laughs> yes, it came out for all three systems. It is a, it's a it is came out in two thousand three. It's a gladiator style strategy RPG like Final Fantasy Tactics. Tactics. Oh, interesting. I have always wanted to play it. I have bought it. I had the intention of I have never gotten around to it yet. It right on the front cover. It got a 9.25 out of 10 by this outlet I've never heard of called Game Informer. Never heard of it either. Never heard. And then there's also another game that came out around the same time that was also a Gladiator game that's made by Acclaim. Oh, boy. Oh, my God. I can't remember. I'm looking it up. Gladiator Swords of Vengeance that also came out in 2003. Uh, <laughs> I'd never played it. This is supposed to be a really bad game because the claim was bad at this time. Like, yeah, this was towards the end of their go, I think. I don't remember only, when they went defunct. The only reason I know about this game is because uh, Matt Muscles did a What Happened video and he talks about this game. 
Oh yeah, there you go. And in it, he talks about how Acclaim uh, did a stunt in uh, United Kingdom where they dyed the streets red with blood because his game oh, coming out was all bloody. That's what that's for. I, I've heard of that story, but I didn't realize it was for that. Yes, nice. and then they had to pay to get it cleaned up. <laughs> like so do. for some reason, we got three Gladiator games around this time. Shadow Run was the last one, and that was the end of it. Thanks, Russell Crowe. Yeah, because that came out in 2000. That's what did this whole thing. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think this is... Well, Gladiators might be better, but this is definitely better than Gladiator Sword of Engine. Nobody's talking about... Oh, and the reason I never played Gladius before, because when I looked up Gladius to see how long to beat, it says main plus extra 64 hours. Ooh, that is an RPG. Hence the reason why I haven't played it yet. Yeah. I want well. to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'd have to be playing like, oh, this week we're talking about Mega Man X4. This week's Mega Man X5. <laughs> Game we can beat in a day. So, yeah, that's... Yeah, those huh. are the Gladiator games. And that's Shadow Roam. I think we should go to Shelf Stack or Box. And Mike, since this is your pick, why don't you go first? So, man, if you'd asked me that before I actually sat down to replay it, it would have been shelf all the way. Because <laughs> I have such high memories, but I think that what I remember doing when I used to replay this was once you do a gladiator mission, you can just select it from the main mission or the main menu. So oh. you can continue, keep doing the ones that you like. And I think I did that for a lot of the siege ones or the, the free-for-alls, whatever. Battle so I Royale. Don't, yeah, there you go. So I don't think I played the story a whole lot after I got through it the first time. But the <laughs> the unrelenting carnage is still a blast, but the difficulty spikes really drag it down. And man, did I get frustrated. Right around the middle, the middle third of this game is just grueling. It really mm-hmm. tests your patience. And without safe states, I don't know that I would have made it anywhere, but... I think I got to put it in the stack. Like, it's good to finally talk about it after years and years. I feel like Jeff Cork with Gotcha Force, though. Like, <laughs> I wanted to talk about it for so long and then revisit him. It's like, it's not quite what I remember it being. It's not it's not as lofty. But then it's not the bad parts weren't as bad. I had new bad parts. So <laughs> and the one thing that we did not mention at all is that you can go back and Re- like you were saying, replaying, but you also because you earn trophies. You get a bronze, silver, or gold trophy. Oh yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Points for the the yeah. salvos that you get, but and unlocking so many salvo points also unlock armor. Because I did get one armor set that I would start each match with, which would give me some defense. I got the second one like right near the end. Oh. I think I, I think it was after I beat Antonius. I got the second armor set for eight hundred thousand salvos. Oh, you ne- you never wore again. Yeah, pretty much <laughs> because you don't wear it when you're in the final area. Naturally, I also like that you can wear helmets that the big guys wear, so they look super giant on Agrippa, which is funny. I can't believe how many big guys there are in this game. A lot. There are a lot, but their arms still break and chop the same as the little guys. (laughs) (laughs) I think their arms come off easier, actually. Yeah. What about you? Uh, I'm going to put this in the stack. So I was a little bit torn with this one. Because at first I was like, okay, I do not like this game. I don't want to play it. I'm having a bad time. It's pissing me off. <laughs> and it, it went away after a while. I'm like, okay, I'm starting to get the hang of it. I understood the game. And I, you know, I'm like, it was fun. It was a good game. But because of the difficulty, because of how hard the bosses were and how much health they had, I don't see myself ever wanting to go back. And this is also a hard game to recommend because it, you can't buy it anywhere. It's only on PS2. It never got re-released. I don't think they have any interest in releasing it because it didn't sell well. 
So it's just it's a yeah. it's a game of the PS2 that's lost to the ages. Well, that kind of works out because if you do end up wanting to play it, then the only way to play is with save states now, unless you go track down the copy. So, and save like states are the way to play. Forty bucks on eBay, by the way, right now. About Not terrible. Like I was having a good old time the first couple of coliseums, and then it really got bad. And then I started abusing save states, and it got a little better. So, it seems to be the way to do it. Yeah, I wouldn't play it. I'll say it's just, just going to go in the stack. I'm glad we played it. I'm glad it's finally off my backlog that I finally <laughs> played this game, but I have no plan to do it again. Yeah, the the only way I could see going back to it is doing what I used to do and playing my favorite missions over and over. I can't do that. I actually didn't think I was going to beat this game in time because I was having such a hard time just getting through it and wanting like I had to force myself to sit down and play. It, <laughs> it wasn't that it was a bad game. It wasn't it wasn't fun, but it's just all the violence and the and just the rules of the gladiator stuff made me just like okay I got I gotta play I gotta play this for the show but I don't want to but I got it and I had to like just force myself and that, that <laughs> happens sometimes with the show though yeah well we sat down to record at seven o'clock tonight and I finished it about six o'clock tonight so <laughs> well, hey but you beat it I did beat it and so now I can say that I beat it right before you hit record <laughs> that's fair <laughs> like when we did Parasite Eve a long time ago with a different cast. One of the guys finished the game like five minutes before we hit record, I think. That's a better game. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a <laughs> it's an amazing game. So it's hard to top that. All right. I think it's every and Mike, why don't you well, actually I'll introduce what we're talking about next week. Cause it's oh, yeah, this is your fault. So <laughs> we are going to be talking about Robotech Evasion next week, which is the second Robotech game and the last Robotech game. Invasion. It's not like you said. Oh, invasion. Uh, invasion it it's based on the third series of robotech which isn't even robotech to be honest with you but we'll we'll talk about that all next week with greg so stewart i'm 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 excited for that we actually got somebody who worked on the game to talk about the game yeah so (laughs) if we have a bad time it's roast (laughs) it's roasting hour (laughs) i'm I'm excited to finally play that game because i've been meaning to play it for years hopefully i enjoy it and i had never heard of it so that'll be fun (laughs) And can't if, be, it can't be any worse than Battle Cry. Man, that thing was a stinker. <laughs> I enjoyed Battle Cry. I put Battle Cry in the show. I know you did, but like I said in that episode, it's because of the license. If it wasn't for that license, that thing would have been in the deepest box. Oh, yeah. It's just because I love the license so much. Uh-huh. Oh, so that will bring us to plug. And first, I want to give a shout out to our, our buddy Bill Tucker, who, did the, who does the MCU with us, which... You can definitely check those out. He started his own podcast a while ago called The Gamer Looks at 40. You will see a link in the show. Definitely go check him out. A much different show than what we do here, but it's fun. And hey, we're both on a different episode, so go listen to that. And I also want to give a shout out to our awesome intro and outro, courtesy of Bobby, a.k.a. Mike Stoney from ZP Bite the Bullet, song The Cool Kids Squad. And also, if you heard me say at the top of the show, we have a Patreon finally, and you can help. And we have a Patreon poll that we do each month. And this current month Patreon poll is for animated movie. You can vote for Batman, Master Phantasm, Green Lantern, First Flight, TMNT, Turtles Forever, which is the 2003 crossover movie with the original Turtles, or Hulkverse. So just a little dollar, you go on to our Patreon and you can go vote in that poll. And also want to give a shout out to our our, our shelf backer, Watt. For, for, for as little as $10 you can throw on our Patreon, we will give you a shout out each month. And if you have a podcast or a YouTube show that you want to promote, great way to get in. We'll give you a shout out and we'll also check you out. So I want to thank you, Watt, for helping support the show this month. He's having to shout out, but we'll shout out him. Yes, because hey, he did he did do the ten dollars, so I have to I have to do it, and <laughs> someone else can do it too. Well, I'll gladly shout out more people. And I think the only thing left to say: please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and on YouTube. We are on YouTube, so 
I mean, it's just the audio. There's no video, but you can go find and listen to us there if you want. Go, go sub and make me happy. Thor Dark World needs more views. You know, I haven't looked at it lately. It got to like 29,000. It got so many downvotes because it wasn't the movie people stopped looking at it. <laughs> so bad for them. That's the one people are trying to watch. Don't know why. I think people just don't remember it because it's such a forgetful movie that they're like, <laughs> oh, yeah, that movie. I don't remember. It must have been good, right? Disney Plus, there's a lot of good stuff on there. So you can watch 20 minutes of Dark World, then actually watch something good. Oh, it has uh, 31,943 views, 80, 80 likes, and 76 dislikes. Okay. So <laughs> Still beating the average. <laughs> the people only like it just because it pisses off other people, I'm sure, at this point. So, yeah. All right. I think that's everything I need to say tonight. So we will see you all next time. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Oh,